2: what the hell is going on Luke Moore? I don't know
3: Peter let's uh, let's address the elephant in the room. Mm. There's an elephant in both of our rooms. Um but I'm doing I'm doing very well very happy to chat to you guys on a Tuesday. It's a mm. it's a break from the old routine as they say, but we should apologize to our to our lovely listeners, our lovely loyal listeners who in there literally I mean let's, let's let's be absolutely clear. About eight and... people tweeted oh. saying, "Where's the episode?" Um and so I replied to them but Pete, you have been, as an, a nineteen eighties parent would say, in the wars.
2: I have been in the wars. I hurt my shoulder, which turned into a neck thing, which turned into a Lukey, I can't get out of bed. I, I need to lie down." Um, mm. So I couldn't. I couldn't even. I mean, we're recording this remotely uh, due to COVID, and, and we're just. I, I I could not record a look at pictures. I'm really sorry. I think this is the first one. We've missed in ages. I mean, usually we'd put together a best of, uh, but I again I, I I can't reiterate enough. I couldn't sit up, so um, yeah. and of course I'm the only one who, who knows uh, where the quality lies in the look. <laughs> so uh,
3: well, I could have mastered poor old Katie, but I just thought to myself, you know what, Katie's got a lot of work. She's got a routine. Yeah. Let's just yeah. wait till till today, people get it as a Tuesday treat. It won't affect the downward numbers because people will will get it regardless, just get it a day later. We'll have a show on Thursday as normal. And we'll just simply, Pete, never speak of this again, apart from to say, um, and I think I speak on behalf of the listeners here, as I try to, I try and be the older, the audience surrogate whenever I can. Mm. What could have happened to a 38 year old man's, or 39 now, year old man's Mm. shoulder to have, have put him in such a bad state?
2: well very much like uh the um uh michael jordan of the documentary michael jordan and his friends which i believe it's called on netflix yeah it's called that um, yeah. yeah i decided at 39 to start a baseball career um Good so idea. i've just been being in the uh, in the nets throwing some balls the soho um, slammers <laughs> giving, <laughs> giving the uh giving the old charlie around schmuckle ball and uh yeah i've i've done myself a mischief so um it's going well though um, as long as there's no kind of uh, uh, union that starts uh, that, that, that prevents me from uh, actually making the major leagues, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to getting started. One thing you have learnt from this whole foul episode, though,
3: is that you can't be the pitcher and the batter.
2: No, no. I was kind of throwing it up in the air because I had very limit, limited uh, resources and, and very few amount of people to actually play baseball with in Central Soho because yeah. people just don't want to touch you. So I was throwing the ball right up as high as I could Running over to where the batter would be, and then uh, yeah, home run, baby. Da, 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 da. Is that how it goes? I thought that was that was hockey, wasn't it? Uh, I think that sounds a little bit more. Uh, yeah, because they've got big organs, haven't they? At the baseball. Yeah, I think a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Have you ever been to a yeah baseball match, uh, Luke? Uh, I haven't. No, I've heard it's all about mm. boozing
3: and all yeah. about eating, and um, mm. that's pretty much it, basically. It's
2: very boring. Very very boring. I went to see the Atlanta Braves, uh, and it was a 0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-1 match. I think I mentioned it before. Oh yeah, uh, you did actually. Yeah. Just I mean, come on, lads. Just just do something bad or do something good. Just don't be mediocre. No, speaking of baseball and like like American sports,
3: you know, like in this in this country, like there's a um, there's a uh, thing about how oh you know when. Um, the NBA champions or the NFL champions win the Super Bowl, whatever, they call themselves the world champions. Yes. yes. And some people go, oh, how can it be the world champions? It's only Americans playing. Uh, And you're like, okay, yeah, it is. But have you ever seen any other country, for example, try and take on the United States at American football? Because there is an international American football world championships uh, every so often, and America win it every single time without even sending any professional players. And that is true. <laughs> they don't send any really? professional players because they don't, they don't need to or they're not allowed to or they all play in the NFL, so they're contracted not to. I think they mm. only send college players and they absolutely batter teams all the time. Like, for example, in 2015, the International um, World um, <laughs> American Football Championships, <laughs> America in the final beat Japan 59-12 with no professional players.
2: I mean yeah it I mean it is Japan it's a very technical sport though and, and it's not just about um it must be our infrastructure as well having like the the, the technology and and the coaching methods and stuff and the, well there are no leagues for, well or very few leagues for people to practice in I guess there's a couple of london teams isn't there oh yeah yeah my
3: friend used to be defensive captain for the london blitz but i mean he's i think it's part of their um as part of their um like kind of training thing or whatever it was. I think they went over to the US and seconded with a, a college team or something and they said it was just a standard. It's
2: absolutely ridiculous. Well, they it's, practice it's... in Finsbury Park with all their kit on and it always looks very funny because they're just in Finsbury Park. Yeah, it feels a bit <laughs> out of place, right? Yeah, massively.
3: Yeah. It feels Massive. So, I mean, the point, the point is that, like, um, the 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 I think the Americans who've, who've entered the American Football World Championships three times, won it three times, Um, they only use a cross-section of amateur football players. So if you're you're ineligible, if you're a professional from any US or Canada league, you must have graduated from college and... um, you can't. Um, I don't think you can play if you're at currently at college. So all they're using <laughs> is people who weren't good enough to get into the pros, who finished college, yeah. and they're still they winning. Drafted. I'm just winning. making the point that, like, I know they call themselves world champions at certain sports, and it does seem a bit arrogant. But no one else can get near them. And I imagine it's the same for basketball because we've seen the dream team in the Olympics, and I imagine mm. it's also the same for baseball. So don't step to a man. Is what I'm saying.
2: Well, well, <laughs> basketball, especially not it, your shoulder. A love for that. I, I mean, I would not go anywhere near a football right now. Very, no. very agonizing. No, uh, people are
3: wondering if you're going to better carry on your um, your um, your fledgling uh, quarterback career after that shoulder setback.
2: Look, it, it's all about getting the right doctors, the right surgeons to uh, to work on it. Um, I'm hoping for a, for a good result and some great rehabilitation. Best <laughs> yeah. doctors in the league. Best doctors in the league. Yeah, exactly. It is a strange sport that I don't really understand. <laughs> <laughs> That's my sports for you, though, isn't it? Yeah, soccer. I, can Pete, anyway, can, can, can really. I
3: can I change trains completely and ask you a question? I've actually been looking forward to asking you for a few days. Oh right, yeah, go on. So I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you something. I want I want you to answer it honestly because when I heard about this, this I'd never considered this before. I wouldn't necessarily say it blew my mind, but I found it very very interesting. And I'm going to try it out on you. It lit the blue t- touch paper. It, did, it didn't yeah, explode. It, did. it just no. it, it it's getting there. Exactly. It's like when um, your science teacher lights that magnesium in the uh, science class. Don't look directly at it. No, you blind yourself. Um, okay, mm. so work your way through this like, like mentally and logically right. answer this question. Right, what do you think on Earth the point farthest from the Earth's center is? On Earth? Yeah, so on, on obviously the surface of the Earth. What do you think the, the mm. point farthest from Earth's center is? Machu Picchu. No. That's a that's a mental answer. <laughs> um, absolutely mental. Actually, it's not that mental, but I understand what you mean. Um uh, so what I'm go- where I'm going with this is that would it be logically fair to suggest that most people would answer
2: the summit of Mount building. Oh, right, yeah. A tall yeah, building. Okay. Fucking a 30 a mi- building a Tall building at elevation, like somewhere high, I would say. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Mount
3: Everest is at 30,000 right, feet is, yeah. almost, right? Okey, so, okey, yeah, that's fine. okay. This isn't going well, but we'll crack on. Um, right, <laughs> most people would think it's, it's at Mount Everest, right? The summit of Mount no. Everest, but that yeah. is the highest point on the earth's surface, not the point farthest from the earth's center. Now, the reason for that is because, um, the earth isn't a perfect sphere. It's what's called an oblate spheroid, okay? So it's wider at the equator and narrower between the poles. Therefore, the summit of Chimborazo in Ecuador, which is only, um, I think, about 21,000 feet relevant to sea level, so a good 8,000 feet lower than the summit of Mount Everest, is technically the point farthest from Earth's centre.
2: Ah, that's uh, I mean, I will never remember that because I Mad know though, I'm that right? with trivia, but that's a that, that's a really, really lovely little fact. And my next question is, should Chimborazo, for that reason, be a bit, bit more better known? I think it should. It should be covered in flags. It should, have you seen the, uh, the, the the top of Everest? Somebody took a picture of it recently and it's just covered in flags. It looks full disgusting. Of, yeah, full of people, I think. Everyone wants to get a piece of that action now, don't they? Yeah, I, 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 I don't see the appeal, but then I'm not really that much of a climber or a doer of anything, really. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: yeah, it's, it's it's almost a bit like I can get on board with the idea. First of all, by the way, I didn't even know that Chimborazo was the highest mountain in Ecuador. I'd never even heard of it before. Um, mm. But anyway, on on the on the Everest thing, I do get the idea that some people want to do it because it's hard. And you know, it was Edmund Hillary when he was asked. I think it was Edmund Hillary. Someone was famously asked, "Why do you want to climb to the top of Mount Everest?" <clears throat> Excuse me, and he said, "Because it's there." Right. Yeah. I get that kind of feeling
2: and understand the. I heard need. I heard it was because he wanted to see down a lady's top.
3: Yeah. That's what. If you, if you read the actual full He's a quote, real pervert. He's he a says,
2: pervert,
3: um, Hillary. You look at all the ladies' tops, you can look down. And then he also said, yeah. I think I also might have left my reading glasses up there, is what he said. <laughs> and I am not going back to Specsavers for a fourth time this year, is what he said. Um, so, but, but the thing is, like, like, um, it's not something that I that kind of gets me up in the morning. Do you know what I mean? Some people just love it no. that they? they're driven by doing all these extreme things. Like that guy, that SAS TV show who makes all those apologies on TV because he says the wrong thing all the time. Um, he, he obviously is one of those people who just needs to
2: do something. Do you know what I mean? I think those sort of people, they get up in the morning and, and, and they go down to join the juice and they get their juice and they get their little avocado sandwich. I don't but think I
3: don't it, think it, Anthony Middleton, if SAS Who Dares wins, he eats an avocado sandwich in the morning. I think he has a fucking five steaks. Do
2: you reckon? I, I, what do? You reckon he goes into his garden and hunts a fox, strips it, yeah. strips yeah. it. I've stripped a fox. Yeah. Fox steak. I, I don't know. <laughs> be tiny, tiny little Absolute thing. Absolute garbage animal.
3: Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> well what were you gonna say so he goes down and he gets his he gets his avocado well, on i toast. i just
2: think he probably wears he probably wears like uh some sandals but with glass in it just to make it a little bit harder yeah, just to train his gums mm i i i do a lot of announcements for uh like discovery channel shows where uh it's uh i'm trying to who's the guy who's the survivalist? um he sort of talks like this he's always getting hydrated bare grills Bear grills. He's always How he's did I there? get that from that impression. It was a great impression. Gotta stay hydrated. I'm drinking my own piss. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's uh he sort of goes around. Um if he's not taking a friend up a mountain, he is trying to recreate failed like people who've got into incredibly difficult circumstances, like uh they've got caught in a frozen on the frozen tundra. So he'll go out and he'll basically copy what they what they what they've done and try and get out of it with a camera crew uh, and with all yeah. all, all the uh, perks that uh, comes along with that. <laughs> didn't he? Didn't he once get? Um, I want to be careful here because
3: I don't want to get us in um, in Hot legal water. trouble. Not again. But didn't he once kind of get outed as being in some hotel a or hotel, something wasn't while it? making yeah, a show? But or- but was that was that just people? Was that just people misunderstanding
2: how a TV show is made? Yes, yes, I think so. I I think more than anything, I think the illusion or the... uh, People thought that he was in a hotel abroad, but behind him, you could see clearly a British plug, which is only used here, and I think (laughs) sometimes in Hong Kong.
4: Yeah, I'm just looking
3: up here. It says on the show Man vs. Wild, the show caused controversy after a programme consultant. He's fucking... He's he's dobbed him in. Revealed that yeah. Grills actually stayed in a hotel some nights, including an episode in Hawaii, which he was ostensibly stranded on a desert, deserted island, and that certain stages uh, scenes were staged for him. Grills subsequently apologized to viewers who might have felt misled. I think if you are telling people you're deserted on an island and you're actually staying in a Hawaiian hotel, that is at the thick end of misled, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, but I want to know how much the hotel was. Did true. did he use one of his free nights at Hotels.com? dot uh, yeah, Was true. it not technically a hotel he paid for? Maybe he would broke into the hotel. Maybe he broke the hotel.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was in the hotel, but he only slept on the carpeted floor and refused any food. <laughs> yes, I would, exactly. I would rather Brought stay on a deserted island in Hawaii than stay at, it, for example,
2: an ibis. Um, yeah, uh, was it was it the ibis I stayed in uh, Portsmouth uh, that time? Yeah, that's depressing. Uh, that story. I don't know why you tell that story. I I think about it a lot. It was very. It was a dark night in my life. I, I don't have many dark nights. Uh, that's not true, Batman style. But uh, no, I, I really don't. But that that was uh, one of my bad ones. One of my bad ones. Why were you doing that? You could just stay with my parents. They'd love to have you stay. Uh, I I hate staying with anybody because I I don't like being in a position. I, I prefer that's true, to sort of stay just pay more money than than I uh, need to. So, but yeah.
3: you were down there visiting a friend, and you decided to stay in the Portsmouth Ibis. I think there's some lovely little guest houses in old Portsmouth you could have stayed in. They wouldn't have been that expensive, mm, you know.
2: It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't even Portsmouth. It was uh, Fratton. Oh Fratton my goodness! Well, well, that is even Portsmouth, worse. but it's
3: it's the one even of worse. the more difficult parts of Portsmouth.
2: Yeah, it was. Uh, it was not great working up. But look, we live and learn. We live and learn. I've been you to good live. ibises. I've gone to uh, bad ibises. Is it ibis or ibis? Yeah,
3: that's it. I see. I think that people get very much confused with the um, uh, what's animal. it called the um, the animal that the, um, that sort of parades around the savannah, the ibex. Yeah, so I, I think they're yes. cross-referencing it to ibis. It could well be ibis, but then if it's going to be ibis, it probably have two bees. I had a lecturer at college called Trevor Ibbotson, and uh, he mm. was two bees. So I think it probably is ibis. <laughs>
2: I'm glad we've cleaned that up. Oh, no, so before we, we go to a break Pete, can,
3: can I just also say that in even more bizarre circumstances, Chimborazo, mm-hmm. who we've learned obviously earlier in the show is the, is the farthest point away from the Earth's surface. Um, technically, its summit is therefore at a higher point than the summit of Mount Everest, um, is the only the ninth highest peak in its own range, the Andes. Unreal. Ah. The, the world continues
2: to impress and, and surprise. It's smaller than even its friends. That's so weird. Yeah, or, yeah. Some of its friends, anyway. Like yeah. me, I feel like Chimbrata. Yeah, a friendship of mountains. <laughs> that, that wouldn't that be lovely instead of a mountain range? I'm in. Mean, I'm in a friendship of mountains. That's lovely. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be really I think we should come nice. up with like. I think we should come up with like alternative kind of collective nouns and stuff.
3: It'd be lovely. really, um, it'd be really um, heartwarming when you're stuck on one of them, freezing to death.
2: <laughs> this mountain has not been a friend to me no an enemy has. as my mountains. fingers fall off yeah alright then uh, shall we take a short break and we back with um, some uh, emails because I, we just never get enough uh, through enough emails uh, Luke and True. they're just getting better and better I agree alright then we'll be back in a second
4: Jack Mates Happy Hour is back for a brand new season. It's the podcast where we talk to some of the most exciting people in the world from Ricky Gervais. In some ways, fame makes you a better person. You know, it's like I don't believe in God. I don't believe in God's watching me. But I, I know someone with a everyone high else. Focus. Is. <laughs> <laughs> to undercover police officers. Can you see the fading scar there, gentlemen? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm, that's where I was stabbed
1: in the neck by a
4: drug dealer once. Or we just talk about whatever's making us laugh right now. When you think back to school kid banter, like it's well funny because of how immature it is. We <laughs> yeah. had this teacher called Mister McGibbon, and he had this big cushion that he was teaching us how to rugby tackle on. He just ran up to it, rugby tackled it, but landed on top of it, and one of the kids shouted, "It's not your wife, sir!" <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> Listen to Jack Mate's Happy Hour on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods.
1: Jack Mate's Happy Hour
4: is a Stikarol production,
2: and we are back. This is the Luke and Pete Picture. I do hope you enjoyed that uh, advertorial sojourn, But we are back, and it is a Tuesday. We're sorry about that. <laughs> um, we'll be, be. We're not sorry about it being Tuesday, but we're sorry that we didn't bring you a show yesterday.
3: Tuesday, I think, is probably the most nondescript of the days, so, though. I mean, Monday yeah. you kind of you're on a kicker from the weekend and you can ask Monday. Mm. Monday's got a clear identity. Wednesday yeah. is obviously the peak of the week. Thursday you can probably treat yourself in normal times you'd be able to treat yourself to a, a Thursday night beer knowing that it's Friday the next day. And then obviously Friday is when Friday. So Tuesday's probably the one that hasn't got an identity, I would say.
0: Yeah.
2: Friday, I'm in love. Friday, I am exactly. in love. Um, two things. The best generic battery brand name ever, according to Ray Dixon. This is something that we sort of started the show a couple of years ago. First of all, Ray uh, Dixon. Yeah, I mean, a cool detective. Is he emailed us from his
3: local provincial um, grocery store in the 1970s? (laughs)
2: <laughs> he sounds like a. De- I think he sounds like a detective. I really do. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. like a carpet salesman. Yeah. Um. He's found a uh, in a kid's toy. He's found a a new battery. Dicky Power. You having a bit of that? Yeah.
3: I think a new player might have entered the game. Dicky Power. Yeah. I've never heard of it. Yeah. I
2: have. I know. I have heard the Dicky Bird of it. Incredible. Does he provide yeah, any context good. about where he found said battery? Um. He's found it in some cheap uh, cheap kids toy. A terrible yeah. battery with a preposterously short life. But look, sticky power. Trust, yeah. trust in Dickie. <laughs>
3: uh, for me, it's um, it's clear and evident that um, manufacturers of electronics will mm. deliver. If, if Luke and Pete shows taught us one thing over the years, they will deliver the worst battery they can get away with. Yes. Just to yeah. get it off the shelf.
2: They ain't putting a but full I... power Duracell in there, are they? No, no, and and you rarely see that. You will occasionally see a uh, a Panasonic if it's a or Panasonic a product, but other than that, yeah, or a Sony. But you're just, you're, you're getting nothing better than a Dicky Power usually. So uh, yeah, unlucky. I, I wonder, uh, Pete, Dixie. is 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 it
3: is it a case that um a lot of these? So for example, your Dicky Powers, perhaps mm. not your um your um your, your Sony's or your play or your uh, Panasonic's, but your Dicky Powers your um your other kind of new leaders your your gp ultras
2: are they all just the same battery rebuts do you think yeah same technology same nonsense isn't, isn't G, uh, it's been such a long time since we talked about batteries i think we found out about gp power where that came from but uh yeah they're pretty much the same aren't they same factory just different branding but like a, a very top of the range kind of duracell and mm. a top of the range
3: ever ready or whatever they're going to be distinctive individual products is that right
2: I mean, I'm not an expert, but I am. You are. It. You're I mean, much better at me at the have They probably have a bit more, uh, you know, self-respect, I would say. Dickie, <laughs> look, if you're in Shenzhen or wherever the hell uh, Dicky Power gets made, um, which is just a weird name to use. Um, Dicky Power gets made got... in
3: Ray Dixon's grocery store in, in <laughs> oh Camberley in Surrey, by the sound of it.
2: But imagine if you're having like a, if you're in like an assembly line and you're sort of I don't know, I don't I presume everything's done automatically when it comes to batteries because so it's very very heavy metals and you know they're just it's just bits of um, sort of paper wrapped in metal, isn't it? And then in uh, you know jammed into a, a tube.
3: Would you be annoyed, Pete, if you shell if you passed your driving test, shelled out for a top of the range Tesla, whipped up the carpet in the uh, bottom of the car, and just it's saw a, a load bat. of dicky powers all over the all over the <laughs>
2: shop. <laughs> I don't care if, they, if look if it goes forward. I I don't care. Like look at the best of times. Cars just confuse me. I don't really know what they mean. Or Didn't you ever drive this the other day? No, I was in a car that someone let me have a go on. Um, it turns out I can't really remember much from my. Don't uh, say that to the police to officer.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> just went around the car park. I mean, we we spoke about this on uh, on Friday's show before the uh, ramble. I mean, why? cars need gears uh at this point in in our lives we've perfected the uh idea of a computer so let's just get computers to do the uh the gear changes shall we mm.
3: yeah well that's what mm. good, I, think, I think the good people at google agree with you mate um, good. We'll be, uh, we'll be all in the We've world got of high that. Before, but, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, before long. Um, hello at lukeandpshow.com is the email address to get in touch with us on. And another person that's done that is our good friend Tom, who
2: says, uh, Morning, Luke. And for some reason, Pete, he's called you Judge Eyes. Judge Eyes. That's a uh, video game. It may be a reference to the Abraham Japan podcast because there's right. a video game called Judge Eyes. It's a sequel to the uh, Yakuza series, which I'm very fond of. Uh, but okay. it's, it, obviously, it's a it's a it's a Japanese name that sounds really weird in the West. Jajais. How
3: many other um, men do you talk to?
2: <laughs> couple, just a couple. Okay.
3: Um, anyway, uh, uh, Tom says he was interested in our conversation about archaeology, and he mm. said he thought he'd contribute a few personal anecdotes. So I'll let Tom take up the story now. He says, firstly, let me say that after studying archaeology for four years, it shocked me how most archaeologists tend to have a pretty blasé attitude to their job. The best first-hand example I have of this was when I was part of a group excavating a causewayed enclosure monument down in Wiltshire. So think similar to the outer ring of Stonehenge. Uh, Towards the end of our week there, uh, one of my colleagues armed with a pickaxe was widening out an existing trench. And listen, if any of you have watched Time Team, widening trenches is all part of the fun. Um, mm. And it was located at the mouth of the causeway, says Tom. About one hour after he started, he came uh, to up excavation. Uh, oh, sorry, he came to our excavation leader and, in a nervous voice, asked us all to come and confirm something for him. The long and short of this story is that he had come across some bone fragments that he assumed were animal and kept smashing away and destroying them in the process. <laughs> only stopped when he unearthed a distinctly human-looking tibia. Turns out the skeletal remains dated between four and a half and 5,000 years ago was that of a teenage girl that had been bound and buried in the opening of the causeway, perhaps in a sacrificial ritual. This was a major find, and he had destroyed the thing from the knees down. Uh, Nobody cared, though, and he was roundly congratulated and plied with drinks all night. Um, so, so, for
2: smashing uh, up a corpse
3: yeah he said also yeah. one of my former lecturers was in Syria in the summer of 2014 and had to flee under armed escort while being chased by ISIS through the desert safe to say he was shaken up by the experience but has since returned and continued his work despite the civil war that still rages on yeah obviously a very sad story yeah. um, but that this this story of the uh, of the um, the teenage uh, girls remains from almost five thousand years ago is a fascinating one, chiefly because obviously it's just fascinating, and that part of the world is great for that kind of thing. I mean, there's there's all sorts going on down there, as Stonehenge would attest to. But like, it's interesting to me, Pete, because when you're a kid and someone says to you, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" Right, you mm. might say doctor or astronaut. Right. Pilot. Whatever. Yeah, pilot. Or if you're a particularly precocious child um, with with very, very middle-class parents who think you're the center of the world, you might say archaeologist, right? The point about what I'm making here is that in that, it's sort of implicitly contained within that is the idea that those professions all know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, when 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 I'm a pilot or an astronaut or an archaeologist, I'll know exactly about what's going on. No one knows Mm. what's going on. If you're listening to this and you're under the age of like 25... Don't worry about getting to the point where you think you've worked everything out because no one ever does. It's all a massive bluff.
2: Yeah, and that guy just smashed a cop's with presumably some kind of pickaxe. So, like, yeah, I, I completely agree. No, everyone is just bluffing it. Fake it till you make it. Smash it till you uh can put it back together with glue presumably <laughs> yeah pete, that would be
3: you what are you yeah. doing down there pete it's fucking one in the morning nothing why can i smell um what's that what's that glue pete? Araldite. araldite why can i just smell araldite <laughs> all the time do you remember that glue you had to mix yourself
2: um i remember there's fish glue at school but i remember like there was a like a metallic glue that my dad used to use it used to come in a orange and a black uh kind of packet and you mix it together it was sort of bright and shiny and metallic and it, oh, it was incredible ah, stuff that's interesting
3: i don't remember that but i do remember my no. dad i do remember having like the glue you got to use at class at school but my dad using a certain type of glue that you had to mix yourself and i think it might have been called araldite and mm, yeah, yeah and I don't know why that existed. I mean, why you, is it? Is, is the idea that it's such industrial-strength glue that you just have to mix it yourself because it's too dangerous? Otherwise, I mean, to me, it feels like you're you're kind of in, injecting some some danger into the process by asking probably
2: a quite hapless dad on most occasions to mix his own glue. Some ceremony to it, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was maybe it just if it stays in the uh, if it stays in the bottle for too long, it just gets too uh, too hard. Uh, if it was the final solution, so to speak. That's uh, not a sentence to use. Uh, but, um, yeah, yeah you've got to a it. It's um, a helpful phrase. It, what, um, have I ever told you my Swarfiga story, Pete? Um, no, I don't you have, but uh, oh. I, have I told you my recent Swarfiga story where I ran out of uh, shower gel and had to use Swarfiga? I'm not proud. Now, that, I mean, you, and you tell that is, me you don't have many dark one, these Yeah, I mean, where's that come that's from? A da- that's a dark morning.
3: <laughs> anyway, let's get out of here let's get out of here because we've, right. we've run out of time we'll be back later in the week for thursday's episode do email us in um uh, show at i uh, sorry hello at luke and dot com for anything that's piqued your interest over these last few shows we'd love to hear from you we'll be back on thursday with yet more of this nonsense thank you very much have a great week enjoy the weather it's supposed to be lovely but make sure you wear sun cream